Welcome to the Zen Crypto Show, where we explain cryptocurrencies and blockchain technology in simple terms, so you can feel comfortable interacting with and investing in crypto. I'm your host, Sebastian Couture. To use cryptocurrencies, one needs a crypto wallet. A wallet allows you to see your balance and send and receive funds. Most cryptocurrency wallets look a lot like the banking and payment apps you already use, but they work very differently under the hood. Today, we'll explore cryptocurrency wallets in three parts. First, I'll talk about how a cryptocurrency wallet works by comparing it to things you're already familiar with. Second, we'll dive deep into the world of public and private keys, which are your identity on the blockchain. And finally, we'll talk about the different types of wallets you can use and their levels of security. Let's get started. In previous episodes, we already learned about cryptocurrencies, which are the native asset for any blockchain. So things like Bitcoin and Ether. And we learned about tokens and NFTs, which are application specific and are issued by a decentralized application. There's a word we can use to describe anything which exists and moves on a blockchain. So cryptocurrencies, tokens, and NFTs all fall in this category. And this word is crypto asset. We say they're assets because they're objects which are valuable and that belong to someone. So when I talk about crypto assets, I'm talking about any kind of cryptocurrency or token that exists on a blockchain. In order to store, send, and receive crypto assets, you need a wallet. A wallet can be an app you install on your phone or computer or it can be a service you log into on the web. The wallet is the gateway to your blockchain assets. To understand how wallets work, we need to get into some of the technology which lies under the hood of any crypto asset. And don't worry, I'll try to make the technical bits easy to understand. We already learned that crypto assets use cryptography techniques. And cryptography is a way to protect information and communications by using secret codes so that only those who have the codes can read or send the information. The cryptography used by blockchains is super secure, and it's the same cryptography which secures online payments and the highest levels of military secrets. Now, it might surprise you to learn that cryptography isn't a top-secret technology. Cryptography is really just advanced math equations, but they're free for anyone to use. So just like no one owns the equation 2 plus 2 equals 4 or E equals MC squared, cryptography is also math that exists in the public domain and that is used in all kinds of civilian, industrial, and government applications. So what does this all have to do with crypto assets? Well, it might also surprise you to learn that crypto wallets don't actually store crypto assets. The money you send and receive on your wallet isn't in the wallet itself. Remember that a blockchain like Bitcoin is just a list of names and account balances and that the list exists on thousands of computers synchronized between each other. When you send crypto assets, the balance gets updated on the list, which is a global shared ledger. The crypto wallet does four things. It shows your balance at any given time. It constructs a transaction, which contains the essential parameters like the amount and a destination or the person to whom you want to transfer money. It signs that transaction using cryptography so that it can be sent to the blockchain destination safely. 
and it sends the transaction to the blockchain for all participants to see and for the miners to update the list of balances. If you ever sent a check, it's not all that different. You write the check, which contains the details of the transaction, like your account number, the amount, and the name of the recipient. You sign the check, certifying that you're the owner of the account and that you're able to spend those funds. And you hand the check to someone, which then hands it over to a bank so that they can update both your account balances. So the check is a way to tell your bank that you authorized the transfer of money to another account. And a crypto wallet is a tool that generates sort of checks for the blockchain. But instead of telling a bank to move funds, it tells a blockchain like Bitcoin or Ethereum to move funds from one account to another by updating the shared list of account balances. Remember, with crypto assets, there is no bank. It's replaced by the blockchain and the network of centralized computers. So it's only normal that transactions happen on the blockchain. So just like your banking app doesn't contain any money, well, neither does your crypto wallet. The crypto wallet is a way to look up your balances on a blockchain's ledger, like Bitcoin or Ethereum, and send transactions to the blockchain so that they can be approved by miners and inscribed in the ledger. When you set up a wallet for the first time, it will generate your own personal cryptographic keys. And there are two keys in this set, a private key and a public key. The private key is something you keep and never ever share with anyone. And the public key is your blockchain address and it allows anyone to send you funds. It's pretty self-explanatory. Private keys are private, public keys are public. The math which generates these keys is pretty complex, but in most wallets, your private key is represented by a list of random words. So here's an example. Obey, nothing, spin, jaguar, disease, vague, coast. I could go on here. These are just random words picked from the dictionary. Most wallets will generate a phrase of 12 18, or 24 words. Longer phrases are just more secure. Now, I know it doesn't sound like much, but the number of possible combinations here is an insanely large number. We're talking about a number that's 80 digits long. That's how many combinations there are. Just to give you an idea of how big this number is, there are about the same amount of atoms in the universe as possible combinations. Let that sink in. It's a massively large number. In fact, if a present-day computer were trying to generate all these combinations, it would take hundreds of trillions of years. In fact, the universe would burn out before this happens. The list of words represents a big number, and the chances of two wallets generating the same number is practically zero. And wallets use random words instead of numbers because it's harder to make a mistake when you write them down. You should never, ever share the private key seed phrase with anyone. And in fact, most cryptocurrency wallets will hide it deep in the app settings and will give you multiple warnings before even showing it to you. We've all heard of stories of people who accidentally threw away hard drives containing their crypto keys and then went to look for them in the landfill, hoping to retrieve their funds. When you lose your keys, you lose your crypto. Being your own bank is a big responsibility. Now, on to the public key. 
the wallet will take this phrase and apply a bunch of math to it, and it will generate a public key. So the private key generates the public key, not the other way around. And the wallet will show this public key as your blockchain address. This is your identity on the blockchain, and you can share this address freely with anyone. When you see an address, it just looks like a series of letters and numbers, like 0x739bf7d8. Don't try to piece any of this together. It's just a random number, just like the private key. And if the number contains letters, that's because it's in hexadecimal format, which is a way for computers to efficiently store big numbers. A Bitcoin address usually starts with the numbers 1 or 3, and an Ethereum address starts with 0x. The address is usually the first thing you see in the wallet. And to make it easier to share with others, the wallet will display the address as a QR code so that you can share it or show it to others so they can scan it with their wallet. This way, you don't have to read out this long string of letters and numbers anytime you want to share your address with someone. A simple analogy for public and private keys is your email address and password. You can share your email address with anyone that you want to receive email from, but you wouldn't share the password with anybody else because it would give them access to your email and they could impersonate you and send emails on your behalf. Well, public and private keys are similar. You can share your address with the world in order to receive crypto assets, but the private key is a secret password that you use to sign transactions, and it tells the blockchain that you have the right to send funds that are held by an address. Any blockchain can verify these signatures, and if the signature is correct, the transaction will go through. If it isn't, well, it just gets thrown out just like a check with a bad signature. Now, listen closely to what I'm about to tell you because it's super important. In the cryptocurrency world, there is no undo button and there's no customer service to call when something goes wrong. Also, there's no reset my password function. So if you lose your keys or if someone gets a hold of them, you definitely lose access to your funds. And you can forget about trying to generate the same seed phrase twice. As I mentioned before, we're dealing with massive numbers, which are impossible to guess even using the world's most powerful computers. Another important thing to be aware of is that if you send funds to someone to an address that is only just one number off, those funds will be lost. This is why using a QR code is the best way to share the address. And it's a good idea to verbally verify the address with the other person before funds are sent. There's a popular saying in the cryptocurrency space, which goes like this, not your keys, not your crypto. This means that if you're not in possession of the keys, which control some crypto asset, they might as well not be yours. There are lots of crypto exchanges out there, and these are companies which allow you to buy and sell crypto assets. And generally, exchanges allow you to store your crypto on their wallets. This is what we call a custody wallet, and it means that someone else has the custody and responsibility to store your funds. Now, there are many crypto exchanges which are reputable and have amazing security, which means that in most cases, your funds are safe there. But there are also countless examples of crypto exchanges which have either gotten hacked 
or where a customer's funds just vanished one day. So be sure to work with reputable crypto exchanges and be aware of the risks when you choose to store your crypto in the custody of others. Also, it's important to know that exchanges will apply their own rules and restrictions to the funds they hold in their wallets. So a little bit like banks may have their own rules about how funds move from their accounts. So there could be things like withdrawal limits or fees whenever funds are withdrawn from wallets in the control of an exchange. Be sure to do your research and know the terms and conditions before storing funds with a crypto exchange. There's another type of wallet which you install on your phone and computer and which we discussed in the previous section generates a seed phrase. These are called non-custody wallets, which means that they're not in the custody of someone else. Non-custody wallets ensure that you're the only person in control of your funds, as long as you control the seed phrase and that it is safe and sound. But there are limits to the non-custody model as well, especially if you're not a technical person. So storing a seed phrase isn't 100% free of failure. For example, if you keep your seed phrase in your house, what will you do if your house burns down or gets burglarized? And if you keep that seed phrase in a bank vault, well, do you trust that no one at the bank will open the vault? What if the bank burns down? What if you lose your account? These are all questions you need to consider when choosing a way to store your crypto assets. And the answer will depend greatly on the amount of crypto assets you keep. If your crypto is worth a few hundred or a thousand bucks, maybe you're not too concerned about security. But if those assets appreciate in value and now they're worth a few hundred thousand dollars or even millions, would you still feel comfortable storing your keys in the same way? There are options which lie somewhere in the middle of custody and non-custody. Advances in cryptography have made it possible to have wallets that are both secure and easy to use. So in your crypto journey, you might hear things like smart contract wallets or multi-signature wallets. And these allow you to do things like restore access to your wallet if your phone is lost or stolen, set spending limits, and most importantly, they don't require you to write down a seed phrase which can get lost or destroyed. Zengo is one example of a wallet which is both secure and easy to use. Zengo uses a new form of cryptography called secure multi-party computation where no seed phrase is ever generated, so it can't be lost or stolen. It's called a keyless wallet, and with the serious advancements in authentication, you can secure the access to your wallet with advanced biometrics, and you never need a password. When you generate a wallet on Zengo, a security kit is stored on your Google Drive or iCloud account, which you can only recover using your face. So if your phone is lost or stolen, you can always restore your security kit by downloading it from your cloud account and using your face to decrypt it. If you're just getting started with crypto, then maybe Zengo is the right wallet for you. Choosing a wallet is an important part of your journey into crypto. You can choose the full non-custody route, which means being very mindful about your security and storing your keys safely. You can go the full custody route, which means trusting someone else with your crypto. Or you can go somewhere in between, where you have to trust some third party, but still have the final say about how your funds are spent. 
And you know what? You can also choose several of these options at the same time where some of your crypto lies, for example, in a custody solution and some of your crypto in a non-custody solution. When it comes down to it, the main difference between all the crypto wallets out there is the way in which your keys are stored and the security around your keys. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Zen Crypto Show, which is produced by Zengo, where you can buy, sell, trade, and earn cryptocurrencies with mind-bending simplicity and safety. If you enjoyed this episode, head over to Apple Podcasts and let us know what you learned by leaving a review. And if you'd like to suggest a topic for future episodes, email podcast at zengo.com. Until next time, stay zen.